The subject of this speech is a topic which has been discovered recently and which may not exist at all. I may be talking about something that does not exist. Therefore, I'm free to say everything and nothing. I, in my stories and novels, sometimes write about counterfeit worlds, semi-real worlds, as well as deranged private worlds, inhabited often by just one person. At no time did I have a theoretical or conscious explanation for my preoccupation with these pluriform pseudo-worlds. But now I think I understand. What I was sensing was the manifold of partially actualized realities lying tangent to what evidently is the most actualized one, the one that the majority of us, by consensus gentium, agree upon. We are living in a computer program reality, and the only clue we have to it is when some variables changed and some alteration in our reality occurs. Philip K. Dick. In 1977, Philip K. Dick disclosed the Matrix. Forty years later, the New Yorker relates, Last night's Oscar bizarreness was not just bizarre, but bizarre in a way that is typical of this entirely bizarre time. The rhythm of the yes they won, oh my god, no they didn't event was weirdly like that of election night. Nothing like this has remotely happened before. This wasn't just a minor kerfuffle, this was a major malfunction. Trump cannot be president, people don't say grab him by the pussy and get elected. Can't happen, in the same way, while there have been Oscar controversies before, never before has there been an occasion when the entirely wrong movie was given the, the award. The speech is delivered and then another movie put in its place. That doesn't happen, ever. And so both of these bizarre events puts one in mind of a simple but arresting thesis. We are living in a matrix, and something has gone wrong with the controllers. This idea was, I'm told, put forward first and most forcibly by the NYU philosopher David Chalmers. What is happening lately, he says, is proof that we are living in a computer simulation and that something recently has gone haywire with it. The people or machines or aliens who are supposed to be running our lives are having some kind of breakdown. There's a glitch, and we are in it. Once this insight is offered, it must be said, everything else begins to fall in order. The recent Super Bowl, for instance. But that's not going to keep us from enjoying Tree Fork Music Festival's sixth year. And today, for 42 minutes, we'll look forward and back with the festival's production design director. Hello and welcome, I'm Douglas Balls, and this is 42 Minutes, a weekly conversation with the interesting artists and thinkers of our day, a production of SyncBook Radio and distributed by thesyncbook.com. You can find our archives at 42minutes.com, and you can reach us by sending a message to mail at 42minutes.com. You can also follow our tweets at Sync42 and at SyncBook. It's Monday, February 28th, and that means our March Music Showcase is upon us again. It's the time of year when the show meets up exclusively with the artists performing during the upcoming Tree Fort Music Fest in beautiful downtown Boise from March 22nd to 26th. More information about the festival can be found at their website, treefortmusicfest.com. We have a number of interesting bands lined up and are excited to introduce them to you. But I also want to share that we make any artists that we've spoken to in the past free from the archive as well, such as Magic Sword, Delicate Steve, Rituals of Mind, Sisters, and a number of other great local acts. Not to mention the two recent Story Fort authors that I spoke to earlier this year. 
That said, for this year's preview show, I'm meeting with Sean Ockett, artist and musician. Sean was brought on last year as the production design director and is serving in that role again this year. He's also performed at Pat's Tree Forts in his band, Amuma Says No, which has toured internationally and been highlighted and featured at our nation's capital. How are you doing, Sean? Great. How are you? Thanks I'm doing well. Great introduction. Wonderful. And I guessed, I'm, I'm guessing that you're the uh, pr- uh, production design director again. Is that true? Yes, I do the all the design work. Uh, they call it decor fort, actually, which is a old holdover from the beginning of Tree Fort and still holds on to this day. So I'm the head of decor fort. And then I'm guessing Amuma says no has played Tree Forts in the past too, right? Yes, we played last year, but this year we're not playing. Um, our lead singer is having a baby, so we're on a little hiatus. Yes, but we will be back. Okay, and so I don't know why I put the big, the big Oscars uh, kerfuffle out there to start with. That's just the thing that is captivating me right now. What possibly could go wrong at Tree Fort Six to match that kind of? <laughs> Hopefully nothing. I don't think anything that major will go wrong. Yeah, I mean, in six years, it seems like it's been pretty seamless. It has been pretty seamless. I think we're a collective of people that when we get together and there are, a problem arises, uh, we're pretty good at putting our heads together and solving it last minute or planning for the future. Yeah. Well, so last year was the first year that you were involved with the festival uh, professionally, is that correct? Correct. Yes. Uh, I was I was asked in the beginning of the festival uh, like six years ago, but it just didn't work with my schedule, so I couldn't do it. So gotcha. luckily enough, Lori gave me a call last year, and it worked for my schedule, and it's been great so far. You, you just mentioned Lloyd, is that right? No, no, excuse me, Lori. Lori, Lori gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, so it, as part of your role, are you kind of supposed to take the artistic vision of James Lloyd and then translate that to a 3D reality on some level? Correct. Yes, absolutely. And so to give a cohesive feel to the festival, uh, everything that you see in print, everything that you see on the website, we try to translate that to exactly what you were saying is a 3D uh, inter interpretation of that and give people a tree forter experience and then how how difficult is that i mean so one of the the beauties of tree fort is that it's it's run by volunteers and so you have a, just a mini-headed beast out there making signs and creating decorations and stuff how difficult it is it to wrangle them all towards some kind of you know <laughs> cohesive vision well, I guess that's my job to to uh, set up a plan at the beginning of the year and how are we going to wrangle these volunteers to do the certain things that we need to get done, uh, whether it be signage or production or uh, green team volunteers, stuff like that. How do we how do we make that plan work and wrangle all those volunteers into funnel them into what they're supposed to be doing? So it's quite a challenge. But I will say our volunteers are so amazing, so awesome that they they show up, they do their job, they show up on time over and over again, and they just love being a part of Tree Fort Music Festival. Something that I notice and recognize is that uh, a lot of the decorations are that um, some of them are the same 
year after year. And even last year, I noticed yes. some of them were starting to, it, it's nice to see that they're starting to wear in terms of weather and, you know, they've just been used enough to what, but I'm just wondering how, how much space do all these things take up and how big is the storage space for tree fort at this point? So I'm guessing our storage unit is about maybe a thousand, well, 900 square feet probably. And it's getting fuller and fuller and fuller as we go. Uh, you know, as each year we keep trying to add more and more so that experience is greater. And as tree fort grows, as forts grow, as, as the festival grows, uh, there are more needs and we just want to provide uh, an experience that is, you know, like no other here in Boise. So we have a lot of decorations that we use each year and they are getting worn and beaten up and they get moved around. Uh, but that's part of tree fort. And so it's fun to watch it grow and watch the design change and watch it develop as the years go by. Well, some, sometimes, and now I'm thinking about the Riverfest, you come up with a good idea that seems like, oh, this is a good idea. And then you execute and you think, you know what, this isn't a good idea. <laughs> this right. is a better idea on paper. So, like, let's do a parade on the river in the dark with all the people trampling <laughs> the river. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Well, so what about some of the, like, I, I can remember a tree fort where there was a tree house by the main stage, which seems like a, yeah. gr a great idea, but then all of a sudden, if you got drunk people climbing on a tree house in the dark, that maybe this, yes. maybe this yeah. is a uh, liability on some level. Absolutely. We've talked about doing different tree forts, tree levels, but it's that liability that makes it so so dangerous and it's just unaffordable in the end and we don't want anybody to get hurt so all of our installations we try to plan out really well i mean you really have to think about somebody that you know just might have had a couple too many drinks and wants to climb something for example and so yeah we can't have that so it's it's a tough job to think about those things because a lot of times you know we have storms and wind and rain and so you also have to think about those sort of things uh to be safe as well yeah, there was a year when it was snowing at Tree Fort. Yes, uh huh. And as I look out my window today and I see snow, and we're 20, I don't know, 23 days out, I'm getting a little worried. But it's been such a hard winter that I think we're going to come out on top this year. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, so then, do you do you uh, do you guys hold on to everything, or do you end up decommissioning some of the decorations, thinking, "Oh, this is time to retire these," or how does how does that work? Is there going to eventually be a tree fort museum? <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, if we had our own venue, it would be a tree fort museum. But so maybe someday. Uh, but uh, no, we try to retire things, but we also try. Um, to reuse things. So if if something something is uh, retired this year, how can we use that wood and and supplies to make it into something else? Or does it get repurposed for merch or or ale fort or kid fort? So there's a lot of thought into uh, not wasting a lot of our materials. We have uh, tons and tons of old banners and signage that we've been saving for years from years past. And they're all, you know, very tree forty. They feel tree fort. We want to cut those down and uh, 
maybe use them for merch things like wallets and purses or how do we uh, repurpose them for displays, all those things. So we're constantly looking, looking at that and trying to make our footprints a little smaller. Yeah, and then in terms of a smaller footprint, I, I think this year you guys have decided to go to no plastic cups at the main yes, stage? Yes, at, at the main stage, yes. So that's that's an exciting that's an exciting step. We don't know uh, how people will totally react to that, but um, we're ready for all situations that might come up. But it's very exciting because that is one of our biggest wastes uh, production is those cups, those plastic cups that we just fill dumpsters and dumpsters with. Mm-hmm. And so the, uh, the plan A is that uh, main stage concert goers get a metal tree fort cup? Yes, Re- correct. Reusable? Be, uh, reusable. And you can reuse them every year and uh, um, you won't have to purchase one next year. And if you have something that is the same size, we also encourage you to bring that cup this year and we'll we'll totally fill it. Totally with beer. Yes, totally with beer. Uh, so each cup will have a little carabiner on them so you can hook them to your belt, to your backpack, throw them in your bag haul them around. Um, other venues will will uh, be honoring them as well, um, and that information will be soon to come to the website. So if you have any questions about the steel cup, how it works, prices, and all that stuff, you can go to the website and check it out. Well, so when, when do you really start – I mean, I think you're in the thick of it right now, but when do you guys Correct. start the planning in terms of – Basically, we, we start the end of October – and then we uh, kind of just meet constantly every week um, and discuss uh, what our plans are from production to music to design to, you know, layout of main stage, ale fort and kid fort and all those things. And so we start in October and really push through till January. And then we hit the road running in January and, and it's kind of nonstop until, until it goes. And then it's not non it's, nonstop until a week after because there's tons of things to do to take care of after tree fort is actually done um wrapping up you know uh all your sponsors your thank yous all the people that contributed so much your volunteers putting everything away in storage all visual things have to be stored up and ready to go for next year i imagine the end is all, all probably almost as much work for you in terms of yeah uh de-installizing that's not a word but just taking apart all the decorations and then you know putting it all back away in a way that you can deal with it the next year knowing where everything is absolutely yeah absolutely i mean i mean you imagine you have you have three months or five months whatever to create everything that you see or anything that you see new and then you have a day or two or three days to put it up then you have a little break then you have one day that it all has to be gone. So your exit plan has to be super tight from my point of uh, view or from production point of view has to be super tight. You have to have an exit plan because the streets need to be open. The parking lots need to be cleared. So it's, it's quite the challenge. And the other curiosity to me is I know that, you know, this is life and there's lots of moving pieces, you know, how, 
like even just the idea of venues, hoping, you know, things change, people go out of business, uh, the footprint changes a little bit, things make sense one year and they make less sense the next year. How long does do those things, you know, how, <laughs> when do things get locked in? Is it is it right up um, until the last minute or? Well, uh, we haven't had, I mean, we've had some businesses go out of business, but but we haven't had that problem right up to the end, I don't think ever. But usually we try to implement everything's pretty much tied down by the beginning of February. So if a business were to close, we would make that change. But I don't think that has happened in my history. Okay. Well, so it, it seems like there's a lot, a lot of new venues this year. Maybe not a lot, but some. Some. Like we're using Jump this year, which, which is an interesting space to say the least, but uh, uh, Yoga Fort will be at Jump. And is that the, the conference kind of, the conference center at Jump at the, at the top of it? Is that the space? Yeah, so they're going to be using two spaces in there, the Pioneer Room, which is on the fifth floor, and then on the fourth floor, uh, the Pioneer, excuse me, the Pioneer Room will be used for Yoga Fort. That's where all Yoga Fort events will be taking place this year. And below that will be on the, I think it's on the fourth floor, uh, is another room that Hackfort will be using. So all Hackfort events and Yoga Fort will be taking place in Jump. Have you been in there before? I have been in there just a couple times to go in there and you know figure out how we are going to make it feel a bit tree forty. Because it's a beautiful space. It's really. It is. Yeah, I mean, it I is. went to a conference in there, and there's the city is just kind of laid out before you, and it's just a it's really a, a magical space. Right, it's it's really unique in the sense that yeah, you don't get that view of Boise anywhere else because you're at the you know building height level you know on the fifth floor, and it's pretty it's pretty amazing you get to see the foothills and all that. So I think it uh, for yoga for it it'll be quite spectacular. They'll have such great views of the city as they're laying on their yoga mats. Um, what about the Oahi? Is that being utilized at all, or did it kind of move from the, like... No, that's still going to be our headquarters, and that will be where all the press lounges, Artist Fort check-in, as well as Film Fort and Hack Fort as well. And we have a new addition this year that will be going in the uh, in the kindness space uh, of the Oahi, where kindness was, is going to be a tree fort art gallery, which oh. is a curated art show this year by uh headed up by uh tony capri cool so we're we're looking forward to that and then we're gonna have a few little salad satellite galleries in ale fort and and in um, story fort as well and film fort yeah and then there's a lot of a lot of usual faces uh the shrine the neurolux the olympic the linen building the egyptian theater that's a new one that's a new one, yeah. Hackport will be using that for um, for their kickoff event, which I think is Thursday. Um, I'm not sure I have all the details on that, Doug, so I can't tell you that, but uh, they, they're on the website. Sure. But also, you know, this is something that's really tickling me. So LED, the uh, dance team, is doing a performance at the Egyptian and Ma- Magic Sword. Magic Sword. I and know. the Philharmonic. Exactly, yeah, which to me is just sounds spectacular, right? It really does. It really does. I think that's 
that's going to be a huge event, a huge draw for Treeport. And once again, I think that is on Thursday. No, I think it's Friday. Oh, Friday. Okay, very good. It's interesting, too, because it seems like oftentimes I've noticed in scheduling, they'll do, when they do a big local event, it's at the same time when there's a big main stage show, too. And so it's kind of like... Yeah, sometimes. So that you can kind of split that crowd up a little bit. Yeah, I do think they do that quite a bit throughout uh, the venues, throughout especially the evenings, because, you know, if you have a... If you have a, uh, uh, a big drawing band at Hannah's, you got to make sure that you, you know, have another big drawing band somewhere else so that you even out those crowds so that, so that we manage our crowds. So no place feels like it's full so that people can get in and everybody has a chance to see the band they want to see. So I think, uh, Eric Gilbert works on that a lot and he does such a great job at that. He does a great job. That's true. So what are you looking forward to this year? Do you have anything or is it all work for I'm, you? Well, it's all work, but it's all fun work. Um, you know, sometimes you get a little buried in, in the work and stressed out, and you have to kind of step out and look back and go, man, Chief Fred is so great. And why? remember why you like being there and tell people why you're excited to be there because, you know, when you're in the thick of it, you can't really see that. But when you're on the outside looking in, you, I mean, it's – it's it's a fun thing to be a part of, and you have to remind yourself of that. So I'm excited about it. We have some new installations that we're doing this year at Main Stage. Um, I don't want to let any secrets out, but sure. we're going to do a, a new uh, installation that uh, that is above the bar area and above the tent. So it should tell the story of Tree Fort, and it should be one that grows over the years to come. And then we're going to have a couple periphery uh, sculptures as well for um, Tree Fort that will be out and about in the city area. So those should be exciting as well. So keep your eyes out for those. They'll be big and tall. <laughs> Excellent. Another thing that's uh, looking forward to this year is Kid Fort is going to have a stage that's going to be called The Nest. And we have some uh, new programmers that are working on that, local volunteers. And there's lots of great, cool programming for kids, for Kid Fort. And it goes anywhere from five, ages five and three, three to five and all the way up to, you know, like, like 16. So it's really cool. So make sure you go to the website and check out Kid Fort at the Nest Stage. Is it, um, is it of part of the main stage or is it? No. So uh, this year we do have permission to use uh, the Idaho Power parking lot right across from main stage. So there's going to be the Nest or Kid Fort there in that parking lot this year. It'll be under a large tent. It'll have a, a stage of its own. There was a Radio Boise Campfire stage at the main stage in years past, too. Mm -hmm. Is that still going to be Correct. in there? Yes, uh-huh. And it will be called Radio Land this year. But, yeah, Radio Boise will be there in full effect with its programming as well. So super exciting. Yeah, and it's coming coming fast. Um Speaking of like, oh, wait, isn't the Bass Center part of one of the new venues this year, too? Absolutely. We had the launch party here in February at the Bass Center. And last year, it was a one-day venue. I think it was Saturday. And this year, it's going to be a three-day venue. So um, it's nice to see Tree Fort expanding and, and reaching out to the community and using such places at the Bass Center. It's such a great space, great hall. And they're super friendly there, I say that being basketball. So sure. I'm super excited about that being a venue. 
Well, I think uh, one of the other considerations that Eric does a good job with is trying to keep it uh, an all-ages friendly festival with, uh, mm-hmm. and then utilizing some of these all-ages spaces so that you can have a lot of great all-ages shows. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and that suits the bill perfectly because the bar is separate. So it's great. Yeah. Yeah. But so who are you excited to see this year? Who am I excited to see? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's lots of people. I'm excited to see uh, Lizzo. Yes. At the main stage. I think she'll be super entertaining. And I'm excited to see LED with uh, Magic Sword and Boise Philharmonic for sure. Yes. Well, now, yeah. are you able yeah. to catch shows, or do you do you are you working pretty much? Do you have to? Do you get like ten minutes here and there, or can you actually enjoy a a set? So I I uh, I pretty much plan it so that when Friday comes around, I'm kind of done with all visual decor and, unless something goes wrong or something needs to be done and then I don't work again till till Monday morning bright and early 7 o'clock and so then do you have a short Sunday night uh, I try not to I try not to I try to catch catch it to the last minute so I have a short uh, short rest but it's all worth it it's all worth it in the end hmm well, Sunday is Angel Olsen. I'm really looking forward to her on the oh, main yeah, stage. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And then that same night, Star Effer at the the Shrine. Mm-hmm. They're really good. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many. There's so many good bands this year, and I just think, I really, I guess, when you ask me, what do you think I will be looking forward to for Treefort? And I think that, you know, it's been a hard winter. It's been a hard election season and i think people have been you know stuck inside and um i'm really looking forward to people stepping out and um you know being able to interact with each other uh get outside do outside activities be around each other and remember that we're still a community no matter what's going on on the national level and what the media says the communities are we're still a tight-knit community that can put on such a great music festival. So I think I'm most excited about that. You speak about the community, and then it reminds me of how the the Boise Women's March made national news, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of what the New, New York Times was featuring. And the pictures were just beautiful of this snowfall and the umbrellas and the hats and everything. Oh, I, stunning, yeah. I wonder... I wonder if if Treefort will be overtly political, not the festival itself, but just the community around it. I, have you guys considered that? We have, but you know, I think people are are, are going to sort of put things aside for that weekend and just and just participate with each other and be a community again, and not so hopefully not so divided. I mean, we don't have any political agenda, of course, but. I think people are going to kind of put that aside and come outside and be warm, hopefully, and, you know, be a community and hang out with each other and put all those things aside. Did you happen to go to the earlier Mostly Muff show this year? I didn't make it. No, I was out of town. Yeah. Well, because normally they do that, I think, on, is it Valentine's Day normally? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this right? year, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe it was New Year's Eve because one of the gals is pregnant. It's always the baby, right? 
life. Right. So correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there was, I think they did another show though. So they did two this year. And did you happen to catch the second one? Because I think that one definitely was a political, a night of. Um, uh, yeah, and that was at the uh, Linen Building. Yeah. A night of uh, um, political songs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't make that because I had a wedding, a New Year's Eve wedding that night. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that I guess that'll be a curiosity to me to just see. Like I recall when Run the Jewels did the main stage, and that was mm-hmm. he had a pretty political message, but you know he was <laughs> uh, protesting Ronald Reagan. <laughs> right. Yeah. Did, did you? But he to... always, I mean, he, he does now. I I caught that show. Yeah, I that was that a show. great. That one. was a, that was one of my favorite shows. Yeah. Um, but you know, Killer Mike is is political without a doubt. I mean, he yeah. doesn't he doesn't do. A, uh, he does everything with a political slant to it. It seems like as of late, you know, big Bernie supporter, and and now seeing that Trump's elected, it's it's you know, he's he's staying on that ticket for a while, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I've got five trail trail guides sitting in front of me. It just is amazing how time stacks up. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's been six years for sure. Well, they just, it goes yeah. so fast. And then you start, know. you know, if we go back, you start thinking of like, uh, it's just like amazing the amount of talent that has come through for these, for these weeks. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, uh, and, and there's, it tells me that Boise has the population to support it too. I mean, not only the outsiders that come in, but to see, uh, to attend the festival, but Boise really steps out and, and supports Tree Fort. So it's really cool. Cultural ambassadors. Is that still, yes. uh-huh. is that still the case? This, this will be our last year because there are trim limits. I was told on being a cultural ambassador. Ah, uh, so, so we've, we've done our job. Yeah. Hopefully we've done it well. Well, I know the mayor really supports the festival and really gets behind the whole thing absolutely it definitely is yes. an independent showcase of the uniqueness of boise mm-hmm. and then b corp also i think that's a fairly recent development it is it is and uh doug i'll tell you right now i'm the wrong person to ask about that one you are <laughs> yeah <laughs> but then the other uh really inspiring thing is that you know so the music festival itself, that's the draw, that's the thing that um, I I love and am interested in, and I take that whole week off work and just really revel in, like I get a year's worth of music in a week, mm-hmm. but the other forts themselves are all evolving and growing and becoming like, uh, this year especially, it seems like Story Fort is really exploding and really becoming unique and, ex- and special. Yeah, absolutely. Storyfort has grown over the course of years, and they're really Storyfort is really good about being active throughout the throughout the year and doing uh, events here and there. Chris Wynn, uh, who, who's the director of that, and his crew, they absolutely uh, bust their butt to get out there and do things year round to promote Storyfort. One of the things I would say is like you know, grab a schedule and or grab the website and look at it. Download the app. And, you know, just start digging through. I mean, if you have a best friend, sit and dig through with them and pick one thing, you know, that that you both really have to see at each fort, you know, even if it's conflicting with something else. I mean, pick pick something so that you do go to each fort 
because otherwise you can just see the music portion of it, but there's so many other avenues to see. So, and it's, it's hard work sometimes, but if you plan out, make a schedule, you know, it'll kind of guide you through the festival. And along the way, you'll, you'll see a bunch of people and probably a bunch of surprise events and bands that you didn't know were even there or that you would like. The wristband actually gives you access to all this stuff, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you buy a, if you have a wristband or buy a full pass, which is the wristband, then you can get into anything you want, anytime, anywhere. Yeah. I, I know some of, like some of the Hackfort things in the past have been free to the public with uh, wristband holders having priority. Yes. Uh-huh. So Yoga Fort will be that way because Yoga Fort gets so packed. You oh. can go online and, and buy a ticket ahead of time to Yoga Fort to ensure your place for your mat and you get to leave your mat there if you want, but you can also pop in if you just want to do, you know, Saturday, you can try to pop in and get there early and buy a ticket as well. Have you ever gone to any of the yoga fort? I have, I have, I have gone once and, uh, Marissa Wedner and Celeste Bowen, they do such a great job. It's quite amazing. Yeah. I, I did it once too and it was fun, but it was definitely it was a bad idea for me. <laughs> yeah. And Marissa always, Marissa always says, you know, if you're feeling grumpy and crusty and cranky and, you know, uh, you want to enjoy Tree Fort, come to Yoga Fort and then we'll send send you out into the world and make you happy. Yes. Yeah. I think yoga is one of these not once a year things. I need to develop a, a regular yoga practice. Right. I as well. Yeah. I as well. Yeah. Along with meditation, I think, as well, which she, which she helps a lot with as well. Oh, meditation for it. That would be mm-hmm. the next level. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and she does a lot of that in Tree Fort, you know, teaching you breathing and meditation. And so and I said Tree Fort. I meant Yoga Fort. But so, yeah, check it out. Well, well it's interesting because uh, there is a melding of some of the late night dancey stuff. You know, uh, mm-hmm. the, it's it's DJ-ish type music. Correct. With the yoga, yes. where they're they're bringing in that meditative quality and um, yeah, that really embodied kind of hypnotic experience. Right. Exactly. Yeah, they do they do a great job there. So there's it's not just yoga. Yeah, folks should know that it's not just yoga, but at the same time, there's so much more to that uh, yoga for it that goes on. So really dive into the schedule and explore and pick go around and pick things that you that you want to see and then that you might want to see or have no idea what they are and it'll take you it'll take you on a trail that you haven't been down what what do you remember from 2012 the very first one do you remember anything uh not much um i was partying a lot <laughs> how's that uh but i remember like what is this what is this festival uh and and where are these people coming from? And and all these people are coming into the streets. And it it, it what I remember is it gave permission for people to walk around downtown again, like I hadn't seen in a long time. Like I remember the old streets for people back in the days, and it was there, like in old Boise, and they would close off the streets and have you know music, and I, it just felt like people wanted to be out and have a permission to to be out. And Treefort did that. And ever since then, I've kind of been a fan of Treefort. Yeah. 
Yeah, me too. It it definitely kind of like, what is this thing? And then after that, yeah. it was I was on board every year after that. I as well, yeah. I was like, this is a thing, and this is a thing that people want to support, and people are coming out, and not working for Dreamboat at the time. I was just a participant, and I was like, this is this is fun. This is fabulous. Yeah, yeah. And it maybe seemed to fill that gap for Boise in in terms of it needed something to to latch onto at that time of year, springtime, and people to get out, move about, and and have something new to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's it's fun too because there's a lot of diehard music fans that this is the thing, but then also it kind of draws you know, people from the outskirts is like, oh, there's this thing going on and it's a carnival atmosphere. You know, there's great food everywhere. And, uh, you know, you can, it's just kind of a spectacle that's, it's fun. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's good for Boise, I think. Or I know. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, in in the near future, what, what are you working on? What do you want to put to bed? And then, uh, and then you'll feel like everything's clicked into place for you here. For this year or for years yeah, to come? Yeah, for this year. Do you ha- do you have any like? Are you actually building like with hands and saws and nails and stuff, or do you? Yeah, we do building, and then we contract with other people, or we work with uh, you know trademark design studios, and I work with uh, Noel Weber Classic Design Studio, and they work for us. We work for them. We do trade. Um, so all those it's a it takes a community to do all this and they're all businesses that want to contribute to treeport and be a part of it as well because the businesses love it people love it is it mapped out to the point where every day i need to get this done and this done or is it more of a are you orchestrating and choreographing various projects uh i would say it's a it's a balance of both too and then balancing uh, your volunteers and how they how they are going to fit into your work schedule and make this work, because we all have other jobs that we do as well. So it's it's a huge balancing act of of uh, getting everybody involved: businesses, volunteers, having volunteers show up on time, executing the work that you have prepped and planned out for them. Other jobs, meaning like day jobs that actually feed the people involved. Right. Exactly. Yes. I think most everyone who works for Treefort uh, also has another another avenue, another <laughs> job. So yes, well, that's the interesting thing about like art, where if you're an artist, you're compelled to do it, and there's nothing you can do. You just it's what you do, but then you still have to make a living. Right, exactly, and you do it for love, and I just I do my part for Treefort because of the love I have for Treefort and the city of Boise. Yeah. We're quickly coming to the end of this. So, you know, to someone who's on the fence here, what what do you think like the theme of 2017 is going to be? How do you uh how do you pitch that to uh to That's s- a good question. Um I don't know. Warm weather. Let's say that. No snow. We're hoping for a warm weather tree for it this year because spring spring's been a, a, a long coming, right? Long time coming. Well, it's weird. Yeah. We had just a, a a moment where it's like, oh, it's warm today. Look at there's some green. 
Right, exactly. Uh-huh. And then snow. And then was gone. Yeah. Um, but it's supposed to warm up at the end of this week, so I'm looking forward to that. Well, that was 42 Minutes. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. You're very welcome. You bet. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me on, and uh, we'll see you at Tree Fort, right? Out yeah. and about. Yeah, yeah. You've been listening to Sean Ockett on 42 Minutes, a production of SyncBook Radio. For more information and tickets for Tree Fort, visit treefortmusicfest.com. For more information about the SyncBook, our guests, to check out past shows, or to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, please be sure and visit our website at thesyncbook.com. If you like this podcast and would like more, consider becoming a SyncBook Plus member. Some of the membership benefits include full access to the complete audio archive, discounts on books, behind-the-scenes scripts, bonus audio and video, as well as seasonal online hangouts with the hosts. All this and more can be found at the thesyncbook.com slash membership. Thanks so much. And in other words, it's a common theme in my writing that a dark-haired girl shows up at the door of the protagonist and tells him that his world is delusional, that there's something false about it. (laughs) 